can get a thousand dollars just for spending the night in a haunted house. Good. <laughs> That's just the kind of job I've been. What kind of house did you say that was? A haunted house. You see, the owner wants to sell it, and he's willing to give a thousand dollars to the first man that would spend the night there to break the spell. You know, the spell of the ghost. Have it. I ain't going to get mixed up with no ghosts. What do you mean? When people stop walking and talking, I'm through with them. No, no. <laughs> is not real. When you see a ghost, you see an apparition. Abbott, when I had my apparition for apparentisitis, all I saw was a doctor and a beautiful nurse. No, no, no. I'm not talking about an apparition. I'm talking about an apparition. Apparition like in hallucination. Abbott, what in hallucination are you talking about? Costello, I'm talking about ghosts. Spooks to you. Abbott, that ghost may spook to me, but I ain't spooking to him. No conversation with no strange ghost. You nitwit, you can't speak to a ghost. No, you just said the ghost spooked to me, you idiot. A spook is a ghost. You have nothing to be afraid of because because of the ghost is uh, the house. You see, the house is only a rumor. Boy, well, and uh, what'd you say? And I really mean, what did you say? I said, that, <laughs> I said the ghost. <laughs> I said the ghost in the house is only a rumor. I wouldn't care if it was the landlord. <laughs> Good evening and welcome to the Kentucky Ghost Hunter Show. Um, I'm your host tonight, Kevin Quatman. Dean could not make it tonight. Uh, we also, uh, sorry for the late delay tonight. We had technical difficulty. And also Nikki Allen, the medium TV personality in Europe, will not be able to make it tonight. She had to reschedule. But in the meantime, we have a special guest co-host and Matthew Bennett of Depart. They're a paranormal investigating team out of Des Moines, Iowa. Say hello, Matthew. Yes, sir. Hello, hello. And then uh, we also have tonight uh, two very special guests from Revenant Quest Paranormal. We have Mandy Loftus and we have Kim Short. Welcome Hi. to the show, guys. Hey, guys. It's good to have you on. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. I've known you all for a few years now. So, um, again, we're sorry, everybody who was wanting to listen in to Nikki Allen tonight. We'll reschedule her. Apparently, she called in yesterday morning and had a scheduling conflict and had to move to a different day. So we'll keep everybody updated on that. But in the meantime, Mandy and Kim, you want to uh, start with you, Mandy. You would give us a little bio of yourself, what got you in the paranormal field, what, what made you get started in looking for ghosts and spirits? Um, I've kind of been interested in it, like whole life, pretty much. Um, never really technically saw a ghost, but I've always believed in um, angels and spirits and things of that nature, and when I got old enough to arrive, we started going out to places that, well, we trespassed into abandoned places and did some investigations and things like that. Never broke anything when I was that kind of people, but... Um, I eventually got hooked up with another group previously and kind of started doing this on a more professional level. And now I'm with, uh, co-founded with him and Amy Stamper, Revenant Club for Normal Society. And we've been doing this for a few years now. And just one of those 
crazy hobbies that you just get addicted to. Absolutely. <laughs> I understand that. Uh, how about yourself, Kim? What's your background? Mine started when I was in high school. I had an experience at a friend of mine's house. Kind of got involved in it. I, I was just intrigued and had been doing it on my own for several years. And then Mandy, who is my cousin, um, belonged to another team. And she said, you ought to join us. So I did and have been doing it ever since. And then we started our own um, a couple of years ago. And we just enjoy it. Okay. And now I want to introduce you guys to Matthew. Matthew Bennett uh, is a gentleman I've been on. He does a radio show out of Iowa. And I've actually been on his show before. And I've actually met Matthew when I went to Iowa this summer back in August. Matthew, you want to um, explain who you are and your background, what you do? Yeah, I'll just give a quick summary. Uh, I've been in the industry for eight years. Uh, we, not, we primarily started out doing uh, uh, residential cases. Um, and then we came in, we became involved with parano- uh, the, the, I'm sorry, Manila, Manila Schoolhouse in Manila, Iowa, and uh, have been primarily running that for the last year. So pretty, pretty awesome location out there. Yeah, we've been to Manila Schoolhouse. It's a really cool location. So, Mandy and Kim, let me ask you a question. If you, I noticed on your Facebook page, you guys went recently to the Den Schoolhouse. And people don't know what the Dent Schoolhouse is. It is a Halloween attraction. It's an old building. I'm not sure. Was it really an old schoolhouse originally? Um, originally, yeah. And then it turned into some kind of a factory. I can't remember what he said it was, but yeah. Okay. So it, um, basically, it's a haunted attraction. It's very popular in Cincinnati. I think it's even made regional um different states top 10 places to visit for halloween and uh you went with uh, a local radio station here in cincinnati but can you, can you tell us more about that night and what happened and what your experiences were in the dead schoolhouse yeah we went with um a couple of my sons from b105 and we weren't able to do with it being a haunted attraction we obviously weren't allowed to walk around with our cameras and film everything because obviously that was give away his, his scares and his trickery that is going on. So we kind of just stay, basically stay stationary on the main floor and kind of like little alcove. And um, Amanda and Jesse were downstairs in the basement. And we actually had um, quite a few EVPs just in a matter of two hours. A um, couple things we heard audibly, and then the rest obviously was with when we were going back, we're listening from our EVPs. Um, but it was, you know, it's great. Yeah, there's the big schoolhouse legend that they put out, you know, to make it scary from Halloween collection. But there actually is haunted spirits. I mean, it really is a haunted location, legitimately. It's, it's a very neat place. And the guy who owns it was very cool and let most um, come hang out for a couple hours. And, and um, we're actually working on putting the video out. We were waiting for B105 to do whatever they were going to do, and then you know, we were their guests, obviously, so we wanted to let them go first, and now we're working on putting our own out, and it was really cool. I would love to get back in there and, and you know, do it, do a really full-on investigation, um, and he's actually kind of thinking about possibly opening that up in the future, but it's still you know, kind of up in the air. Oh, very cool. Yeah, yeah I was I was learned in the uh, – what's that, Matthew? 
I was just going to ask when the school was built, if they know. Campbell was 1898 or something like that. Oh, yeah, wow. It's, 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 it's old. <laughs> I thought our school was old. Yeah, wow. That's, that, that beats us by about 100 years. 1905 is when we were built. Nice. You can actually, Matthew, anybody who wants to look it up can look up the uh, Dent Schoolhouse online. I'm sure there's many pictures of it. It's, is that a three-story building? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it has a basement, sub-level, the main floor, and it's kind of upstairs. I think the upstairs is more like office area and those like I think we didn't go up there. Um, the basement is primarily, well, no, what's the main floor? Is where a lot of the stuff is too. What kind of activities it, there? Um, Kim, you want to talk on that a little bit? I'm sorry, you said what? I was wondering what kind of activity you guys experienced there. Well, we experienced the EVPs. We heard a lot just with our own ears. We heard a lot of banging, and I mean loud banging. Um, <coughs> they have seen full body full bodied apparitions there. Um, which we didn't experience, but they have. Um, I think it's been mostly the EVP, being touched, um, hair pull, stuff like that. Just what is it that you think about? Okay, so as somebody that's spent uh, hundreds of hours in a school building and have experienced a lot of those same things in a school building, what is it about these school buildings that you think is makes them so active? I think... That the fact that it's a haunted attraction, you've got so much energy going through that place that just energizes them, and you know allows so them to do something, whatever. You do think that it it, it being a, an actual jump scare place that that residual energy leaves leaves is left behind. I think it might create a couple things, but I think it really amplifies whatever energy was there to begin with. In my opinion, I don't know what you think. Then. I, I, I would agree with that. I mean, there's uh, thousands of people that go through there in the fall every year. That's a lot of energy. <laughs> and honestly, I'm, I'm empathic, and I didn't really feel anything negative in there at all. I mean, what I was going to be curious, you know, people kind of kind of wondering what we're doing, that type of thing. And but I didn't feel any negative presence or anything bad walking through there. You know, some of the things that they have in there are kind of disturbing, but it's a haunted house. Right. Yeah, I'd like to go in there sometime. Like I said, I like to go in there when it's not a haunted attraction, like kind of maybe in the spring or something when it's not a whole lot going on there and kind of see what kind of activity it has. Well, I will cool. say this much. They do have a lot of the, the equipment that they use for the haunted house stays, it's motion, motion activated, and it's on all the time, <laughs> of which Mandy found out quite quickly. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's going to happen on our group world. But doesn't that make it hard to investigate if you got if you're walking and you hear that and if there's somebody on the second floor and you're on the first floor and you hear that you maybe sound like a loud bang when it was really it's just a a sensor going off you know, with automated. You know, the banging aren't automated. This is we're talking like eight of There was really only one that was on in 
that scared me a couple times, but we weren't moving around at all in there, so we weren't scared or anything. But yeah, the bangs that we were hearing, it sounded like just a door being slammed as hard as it could. Yeah, we were we were we weren't moving. Yeah. Okay. Well, Matthew's got a schoolhouse that he runs over in uh, Iowa, and uh, he's getting a lot of activity in schools. I've never had much successful schools myself. We don't we don't we don't run a haunted we don't run like a haunted house out of there though. It's it's we we just strictly have teams come in and investigate the activity there, and it, it, the activities there is crazy. It, it's. I've never seen anything quite like it, and we, you know, we've been to a lot of locations over the last eight years. It, it's a pretty wow. unique location. What's the history behind it? Well, it was it was it was a consolidation school. I'm sure you guys had something similar like that in you know Ohio, part of the heartland. You guys had the one room schoolhouses scattered throughout the country mm-hmm. at one mm-hmm. time. And then those were consolidated down as, as metropolitan sprung up and people, you know, areas became more populated. These, these consolidation schools sprung up, and that's what, what this is. It's a, it's a consolidation school. Uh, we're 100 and, over 120,000 square feet, three levels, um, solid, solid, solid brick building. Um, so we think that it, since it was the biggest school or the biggest building there in town, that it probably was used for the polio outbreak they had there, and they also had uh, uh, polio, and I can't remember the other one. It wasn't tuberculosis. It was. Yeah, Denise got that some, when we were out there. Yeah, and so I can't it remember what that the, was. You know, yeah, it was a sec- I can't remember the second one, but I want to say rubella. It was some. It was something off the wall. Um, but during those outbreaks, that would, that would have been the biggest building in town for, you know, for use of a hospital. So during, you know, I'm sure during that, during the non-school year that it was, it was used for those outbreaks as well. We don't have proof of that, but, you know, with just kind of logics. When you go to that town, you go through cornfields for about 30, 40 minutes and all you see is cornfield after cornfield. And then all of a sudden you come into this little town and how many stoplights are there? Maybe one or two. We don't even. They don't even have a stoplight. There's one yeah. stop sign in the. Okay. There's, there's two stop signs down the main drag. But the high school is gigantic. <laughs> there's just gigantic school in the middle of this town, with a big water tower behind. It's pretty neat. So it's, it's on the highest point of town. Yeah, but uh, we, we'll have to have you guys out sometime when you guys are down in Iowa. Would you guys ever get to Iowa much? I'm actually. I, well, I used to work for an airline, and I actually went up there a few times. I wish I would have known about you guys a few years ago. Well, if you're ever out in this neck of the woods, let us know. Look us up, and we'll we'll we'll, we'll show you the haunted side of Iowa. That would that would be great. We'd love to do it. We love we love to we love to show hospitality to out of out of staters. We love to show show off our little state here. So now this um, this is an open forum show. So whatever you all want to talk about, we're very open to talk about it. Whether it be UFOs, Bigfoot, you know, uh, spirits, ghosts. Um, but I was going to ask you guys, you guys worked with the uh, National Ghost Hunt, correct? You guys went right, with we Bob and Maria Schmidt and helped them with their National Ghost Hunt? Yeah, we uh, this is the first year we did that, actually. And I, I, it, was, um, it was a while because we were brought in, you know, kind of at the 11th hour. Um, I was in charge of the Southern team. But it was just, it was nice that for one day there was no... There was drama, there was no, you know, egos getting away with anything. It was just, you know, 150 plus teams 
getting together and doing what we all love doing at the exact same time, and it was really cool. Well, the nice thing with that, like you just said, the paradrama, the one thing Matthew talks about all the time in Iowa is really nobody in Iowa has paradrama, but it seems like here in this area, do you all feel like there seems to be a lot of paradrama? There's a lot of people who are just, um, I don't know what, what, what way to put it. Matthew, maybe you got a better way to put it. Just there's some jealousy between different teams and different things. Just all the backstabbing and yeah, it, it, it's, it's, yeah. it's a, it's a struggle. It's a struggle to get ahead. And it's it's not a matter of getting ahead. I wish more people would realize that it's it's a matter of working toward a common goal and and furthering this Absolutely. this this yeah, thing we call the paranormal. Absolutely, and grow together, and let's you know unite everybody for the common goal, and let's try to prove that you know the existence of a spirit or a a ghost is out there. Absolutely. So. Yeah, no, no. Um, I'm not much in. I'm really not in it to prove anything because I already believe in it. I I just love doing it. It's just I don't know. It's just I love history and getting to explore all these old historic buildings and you know getting to interact with different spirits and you know occasionally you come across some ones that you'd rather not. But it's just a lot of fun. I just really enjoy it, and it's a shame that people try to take that away from you because. They have some kind of weird agenda. Well, everybody wants to be a reality yeah. TV show these days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to make their, uh, you know, I, I sat here and wondered the other day why these reality TV shows, everybody that's on TV is either young, um, attractive, they try to make this young, hip look, and they don't put anybody on there really who is older and legit and actually does the right way and the right things. Not saying the other right. guys don't, because I like a lot of these guys on reality TV. I think some of these guys are great. I've met a variety of them. They're great people. Um, I really mm-hmm. like, you know, talking to them. But, you know, they don't ever put anybody on TV that's like, a, you know, older and it might be more um, skill set, per se. You know, like if you're a good medium, sometimes it takes years to get to grow into a good mediumship or psychic ship. And it takes a long time to accrue that. And mm-hmm. I think oh, yeah. they, they don't show enough of that on TV. I know. You know, it's all about the look, that specific look they want, and they're, you know, they they miss out on a lot of really cool, legit people by doing that. And, and that's where, well, and that's where a lot of these new new things like, uh, you know, the haunted space for Viddy and. Uh, there's 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 several other ones that are popping up too now that are that are following uh, Viddy Space's uh, model, you know that are putting these lesser known people that you know may have been in the field for you know eight to ten fifteen years that you know they've got a lot of experience under their belt, but don't have the opportunities to get their face out on TV or not working to get their face out on TV but yet still get noticed. Right. Right. You know, and that's where these 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 new platforms are are creating more and more opportunities for people like that who maybe you know get uncovered and get noticed and get recognized for the work they're uh, doing, even though they may anybody, not want it. Does anybody on this call subscribe to Video Space or Viddy Space? I don't. I've never even heard of it. Well, it's it's run it's run by Nick Groff and Elizabeth Saint, and it's like a. Uh, you might be able to explain it better than I can. 
Matthew, it's but it's, uh, a, it's 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 basically a platform for for people like uh, Johnny Hauser, the guy that uh, helps run the Velisca Axe Murder House. He's on there. Um, Daniel Class, the guy that that owns and operates um, the Hensdale House. He has live episodes on there. It's all live fed stuff, so there's it's not like canned episodes like tapes, like Ghost Adventures or Ghost Hunters does. It's all live feeds, so people that are watching it can actually interact and participate in the investigations too. There's no cutting, there's no editing. It's all raw. It's all live. Oh wow! Well, that's cool. Yeah, I think there's a membership fee. You got to pay per year to be a part of it. Right, there is a subscription fee, but you know, not only do you get the shows that are that are that are live fed like that, but you also get then access to um, live feed cameras twenty four seven that are that are in certain locations. So if you just sign, if you just feel like signing on and watching a location for an hour or two, you can do that while there's not a show on. Whatever, they've got a lot of stuff for you to do. It's really interactive now. I I I really like sites like that. Like I said, it it, it, it helps it helps the average person get get their work out there. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. I wonder what's going on with reality TV too, because there's a lot of uh, shows. It seemed like a lot of people are going on a quest red, which is, I guess in England. And, uh, I know another guy out in Colorado, he's actually English, but he's, he's got his own show. I think it airs next week or this week. I don't know about quite on a uh, quest red in England, but I know Nick Roth show paranormal lockdown never showed here in the States, but it, it showed over in England on Quest Red, so I'm not really sure what's going on with all that either. That they just have to do with contracts. Yeah, I was wondering if it's that, or they're and, trying to cut back on some of the reality on the TV, on the uh, ghost hunting on TV. Yeah, because there's a lot. Well, and I know, I know for a fact that you know, for example, uh, uh, Discovery just came in and bought out a lot of the uh, Travel Channel stuff. Travel Channel and its affiliates. So they're getting ready to go through some changes on that end too. But don't you guys? Let me ask you guys a question. You guys think if you if you had somebody on TV that was an older crowd, like I know why they why they with the young people because they're trying to get that young hip, they're trying to get that young audience. But there's a whole audience of people that are 40, 50, 60, 70 years old who like the paranormal who would probably like to see somebody in their 40, 50, 60, 70s, you know, actually on these shows and actually they can relate to more. Instead of oh, always being a 25-year-old or a 30-year-old. Or... With the perfect body and perfect clothes. Absolutely. Let's, let's see real people. There's a million-dollar idea right there, guys. We pair up We pair up an older investigator, older experienced season investigator with the young with the, with the young green wetback, and we've got a show, boom, right there. That way you've got your both demographics covered. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Uh, we're going to probably get a commercial here, and then we'll come right back here in a second. Hang on a second, guys. Okay. I'm not wet behind the ears. That did not mean wet back, guys. I'm so sorry. Oh, I just realized that. <laughs> You're fine. Hang on. Oh, hang on. I'm not wet behind the ears. Y'all so know what I meant, right? It's been a long I day. I didn't even I hear apologize. you say I'll, I'll issue. I'll issue an apology when we come back from commercial. Hey, we're not on commercial yet. Hang on a second. Thank you. 
Taking a family of five to the amusement park can cost a small fortune. Oh, yeah. So to save some money, we thought, hey, let's bring the amusement park to us. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. Uh, step right up. Step right up, young man. Are you ready to ride the Wacky Waterfall? That's just the bathtub with the shower head running. No, nope, it's the Wacky Waterfall. It's the shower, Dad. Waterfall. Wacky. There's an easier way to save. To get a free rate quote, go to Geico.com. Then buy online, over the phone, or at your local Geico office. Hey, Thirst, can I try out a few Coke Summer sound effects on you? Yes. Cool. You okay with this? Yes. And this? Yes. And what about this? You're there, Thirst. That wasn't sound effects. That was a Coke. I'm no longer thirsty. You're so out of here. Coca-Cola. Open happiness. As a man, you know what it's like to break your back on a daily basis. Introducing new Bud Silver, the beer for hardworking men. It's just what you need after a day of assembling flat pack furniture. When instructions are cast aside in favor of intuition. Working with one eye on the job and another on the TV. A day when you're told it looks a bit wonky at least 40 times. Hardworking men want a fuller tasting, thirst quenching beer. New Bud Silver. One cold can of you bet I earned it. KFC presents a Halloween tale. It came from the dark. It began like any other evening. They were hungry. Innocently, they went to KFC, where they discovered the new KFC dark meat menu. Look at all those low prices! Have you ever seen chicken twice this low? Yes. Dark, delicious pieces of KFC legs and thighs. Flavors like original recipe, extra crispy, and even tender roast. All at low, low prices. Look at all those pieces! It's KFC's dark meat menu. Whatever you do, don't eat it alone. <laughs> you ever needed something late at night or needed the finishing touch on a project due tomorrow? The Walmart in your area is always there for you and open 24-7. I can't count how many times I've been to Walmart after 11 p.m. Whether it's to get shampoo or just hang out with friends. No matter what, Walmart always has what I need. The next time you need something quick, you know where to go. Save money, live better, Walmart. We're here asking people from all over what they think of lifting green tea. Let's hear what people from Texas have to say. Mmm, mmm. How about China? Mmm. Germany? Mmm. How about people from the North Pole? Mmm. Or Mars? It, what about mimes? Oh, right. People with their jaws wired shut? Oh. Yeah, a barbershop quartet. You guys are great. How about race car drivers? Mm -hmm. yeah, what about you, high school glee club, here on a field trip? Well, that settles it. It sounds like everyone loves the taste of Lipton green tea. With its protective antioxidants from real tea, it's not just good for you, it's mm to you. Lipton tea can do that.
Air fresheners create a beautiful atmosphere in your home. But some can be overpowering. Ambipure Puress is different because it's allergen reduced. It's just as scented, but we've taken things out to make it kinder to sensitive skin. So, all you're left with is a collection of delicate air fresheners approved by Allergy UK. Ambipure Puress, a fresh take on fragrance in your home. You love chocolate. Mmm, chocolate. You love M&M's. Oh, yes. But your tastes have grown up, and you're just not wild about super sweet milk chocolate. So you've been avoiding M&M's. Yeah. Well, fear no more. Huh? M&M's dark chocolate to the rescue. My heroes. M&M's dark chocolate candies. Available wherever fine candies are sold. Hi, Tom Bodette. Of all the things invented in 1962, some have faded away, like cassette tapes. And others are still very much with us, like lava lamps and Motel 6. Yep, Motel 6 is celebrating 50 years of giving travelers a good night's rest and saving you more for what you travel for. But we're just getting started. In fact, the longer you watch us, the better we get. Kind of like a lava lamp. Trippy. I'm Tom Bodette for Motel 6. 50 years and the light's still on. We have a problem. State your problem. Picking up transmission from Mars. PBS It's 100% legitimately haunted. Now, is it haunted by what they claim it is? Absolutely not. Okay. So it it, it, it is, but it isn't what it is on. What? It, okay, I'm sorry. It is, but it is not what it is portrayed on as on TV. It, right. It, it's I mean, very active. Oh, it's it's oh, very active, and you know there's there's multiple portals in the building itself. Um, okay. not down in the basement. I've never picked up on any down in the basement, but the main floor. And there's a lot of the regular, you know, same entities you'll come across um, pretty much all the time. But then there's also a lot of, especially on the main floor, there's a lot of ones that just kind of come and go. It's almost, I think our former teammates kind of, what should we say, it's kind of like a rotation where they just come in. So is it, do you think it's a one-way door, or is it is it is it a two is it a two-way where they can like come and go as they please? Oh, I think they definitely come and go as they please. Okay. Yeah, for sure. I didn't I didn't know if it was like a one-way thing there, or if it was a because some portals are only a one-way thing. Yeah, they they seem to come and go as they please, and um, you know, there's in in our opinion, we've never felt or seen or it's like demon-wise, we you know we don't really. Right. Subscribe to those theories, but I mean, there in the basement, there are there's there's a couple negative ones, but there's one in particular that I don't particularly deal with. 
Well, when you have when you have when you have portals like that 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 mm-hmm. you know allow access to you know anything and everything to come and go as it as it pleases, you're going to have one or two dark entities that come through there every once in a while. Oh yeah. Well, the dark entity ones are the ones that stay. They're like they're all the time, and they're in the basement. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not they, saying they, they that they the negative ones come through. Hmm. They will not come up out of the basement then. The one that I'm speaking of doesn't. Okay. And there aren't bad things to happen on the main floor because, I mean, Kim can attest to this. You know, there, cause we go there, we would go there by ourselves to, you know, meet our groups or whatever for stewards. And um, I know I've gone in on several occasions and just felt the energy and it was so just really made me feel uneasy. I would wait outside. That would happen on occasion. It's on several occasions. <laughs> yeah. Now, do you guys feel that, uh, what was the gentleman's name that used to be the caretaker down there? Carl Lawson. Mackey's, what's that? Carl Lawson. Carl, yeah. Do you yep. believe Carl still rooms the, rooms the building? Yep. Yeah. Um, I, I don't ever show. What's that? What'd you say? Go ahead, Mandy. I think he had just always had such a crazy attachment to that place. I don't think he's ever going to leave. We went down didn't, didn't there he about... Just, didn't he just recently pass not too long ago? 2012, was it 2012. That's what yeah. I thought. I was, I, that's what I was thinking. It was in the 2000s. Yeah. And we went We went down to Bobby Mackey's uh, maybe back in April. And mm-hmm. we went in for a few hours. And we walked up to the bar, the first thing I did was take a picture because I take a lot of pictures, and at the end of the bar there's a the opening to the bar, to the behind the bar, but then there's also a doorway to go out to the dance floor, and I actually got a picture that my professional photographer friend could not debunk and, you know, y'all know Laura, and Laura's tried mm-hmm. to debunk it over and over and over, and she can't debunk it and it looks just like Carl and you know, she uh, said that's where he used to hang out at yeah, that's that's that spot. Yeah. So I was wondering if maybe when we first came in the building, she unlocked the door. I took that first picture, like maybe he was looking around to see who was coming in the building. And we actually got Very lucky fun. to cap- capture him on film. Yeah, I, I'd, say, I'd say that's probably correct. He's usually well, he with caretaker there, you know. It, it it doesn't it doesn't surprise me at all to find out that he's that he's still there after after he's passed. You know that 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 that, that actually kind of answers some questions. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And and he always yeah, stay mm-hmm. down by. He always sat down by that area of the bar, and he. Mm-hmm. Has, we've always had experiences down at that end of the bar. Yeah, we always have two there. We go in there. It's a pretty active spot. But it was just—it was interesting. That my picture looks so real, and I can't see the glasses, but my photographer saw them, and Denise can see it. I mean, it, it looked. This, I'll, I'll send up a copy to you guys. But it's. Uh, uh, yeah, have you ever seen my picture that. or no? Mandy or Kim? I don't. I don't think you've ever sent it to us. If you have, I don't remember. No. Yeah, I'll send it to you, and you can give me your thoughts on it. But it's a pretty neat picture. Yeah. I've, I, I miss going to Mackey's. It's, it's just a really, you never know what you're going to get walking into the post. And the bad thing about it is a lot of the stuff that happened 
either right before the group comes in or right after the when, when we're all by ourselves. I've actually ran out there a couple times. So you're saying that the team, while the team's there, not a lot of activity happens, but it always happens right before or right after they leave? Well, it depends. I mean, teams do come in there and they get activity. And, you know, when groups come in, because they do, they do a lot of two-hour tours of the place. Um, you know, when things will happen, you know, we've heard growls. in some people like bleeding. <laughs> yeah. Well, because I've noticed, and I don't know, do you, you guys actually stay on site, though? Did you guys used to stay on site the whole the whole investigation the whole and like time. you know sleep there the whole time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we have. Now, that's what that's what we that's what we do out at the school as well. So I've noticed, yeah. you know, doing doing tours like that and letting people come through and do their investigations when 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 they start to ramp down their investigation and go to bed for the night or morning, whatever it might be, that mm-hmm. that's usually when the activity starts to ramp. We well, you know what we get a lot of our activity there when we're just sitting there. Talking about nothing and ignoring them. Yep, that's what that's what happens out at the school as well. We'll be we'll yeah. be we've had weekends where we just got out there to do work or you know do renovations or whatever we're doing, clean up what have you, and it's just the 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 you know our group depart out there, and we'll mm-hmm. be taking a, you know an hour break or two hour break from working, and we'll just be hanging out in the office doing whatever, and we'll hear footsteps up above us, and we know we know everybody's in the office. There's nobody roaming the building. Right. You know, stuff like that. It's, it's. You're right. I think the best activity happens when you're just living life. I think it also happens when you're not like when you're setting equipment up and you're tearing stuff down. I always let mm-hmm. my recorders usually run until the very last thing I do is pick the recorders up because I find sometimes you walk in and you're freshly there. They're curious what's going on, and then when you leave, I guess they get kind of curious too. Okay, they're heading out now. They get kind of more. Um, I think. I think sometimes they just go and hide. I think sometimes they don't be bothering with you know people. It's funny that you yeah. mentioned that. We've actually I know I know colleagues that have captured EVPs where where they've where they've said they're 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 leaving or you know they're gone now. We can we can you know we can cock or we can you know we can do whatever. Oh yeah, the the National Ghost Hunting Day. We were at the carriage house in Hamilton, and it was it was this kind of close to two o'clock in the morning, wasn't it, Tim? Yeah. And we got this really clear EVP of a lady saying it's time for us to go to bed. <laughs> like she had had enough. It's time to go. Nice. Well, you know, you gotta you gotta figure. You know, we're in their house. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So what's the so Mandy what and Kim what's the craziest thing you've had you've seen happen at Bobby Mackey's? Since it, I mean it's a popular place, everybody sees it on TV. It's it's probably the most of all the reality shows, and it's probably the most well-known place out there. It seems like because every every reality show goes there. So, what's your uh, what's your biz- biggest experience at that place? One thing that maybe frightened you, or do what? You can answer first, Kim. What's something there that um, may have frightened you, or something that you would say is your biggest experience you've had at Bobby Mackey's? Um, I had a group of three gentlemen there, young 20s, um, do a two-hour tour at 2 o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday. And the entire time we were in the building, things were being thrown. Pieces of glass were being picked up and thrown at beer bottles down in the basement. Um, One kid was scratched. 
Um, we heard voices. I, I, it was like the full on I, I bangs. I mean, it was crazy. I have never had it. That's probably the most active I've ever had in that place during the tour. How about you, Mandy? Um, you know, we're kind of, I guess the fact that we would see a lot of stuff happening there on, you know, just about every time we went, like shadow people, well, say this anymore, say, you know, if we don't see one, it's a surprise. So they always peek their head up behind the bar and just kind of look and see what we're doing, and they go on about their thing and we do ours. And, um, but there was a couple times that really... There was one time I was getting ready to do a tour, and it was during the summertime, and um, when the bars close during the week, they don't run the air and they don't run the heat for the prospective season. So in the summertime, it's hot. I have my shorts on. And I always sit at the end of the bar on the opposite side of where Carl likes to say, so I'm close to the doors, the outside doors. Um, I was just sitting there playing on my phone. I wasn't even, you know, really paying attention to anything that's going on around me, and I felt a hand go up my shorts and grab my inner thighs. So I waited outside for my people to come in after that. <laughs> and then one of the few times I've actually been safe out of there, I had stopped by to drop something off. I can't remember what it was. But I was in the gift shop putting a note on whatever it was I was leaving back there. And I heard what sounded like somebody took off running from the area where the door is down towards the bullring. So that kind of started a little bit, and I turned around, and where Carl's um, stairway is to go up into his apartment, this really thick white mist got out of the door and went into the wall, and I don't know what it was about it, but it just really, really creeped me out, because I had never seen it before, and it I kind of just took off, I left. It was just, I don't know why it bothered me, but it just, I really was not expecting that at all. Well, now, I had an experience at Bobby Mackey's, and it was a non-paranormal night, and I was, you know, I live where I live. I live literally, if you throw a rock over the side of my hill, you can hit Bobby Mackey's roof. I, mean, I live that close <laughs> to the portal to hell. And we were, I had a friend of mine in town, and he's from down in Kentucky, and we just went out to have some beers that night and it was like 30 degrees outside. So we got a cab ride down there. So we had to drive this is back a little bit pre Uber. And we went in, we had a good time and about, you know, the bar closed. We're waiting on our cab. So we sat at the bar and waited and there was, uh, two ladies, my buddy and I, and then a couple other people. And then people were cleaning the place up and the area, you know, the chairs and Bobby Mac is very flimsy. Some of those one of the small tables. The, yeah, that's between, yeah, the seating area between the bull and the bar, there was mm-hmm. a table close by us. These two chairs literally just completely fell on their backs and slid into one another. And okay. every, and I was kind of like, my buddy don't believe in spirits or ghosts or anything. He looked at me and goes, did I just see that? And I said, yeah, I saw it too. <laughs> I've never seen anything move before. I've, you know, people say things get thrown, things happen. I've never seen anything like that. And this, this happened, and these two ladies come running over. They were patrons, and they just picked the chairs up and sat in them real quick, like they wanted to feel something. <laughs> and then I asked the uh, the one barmaid. I said, you know, I said, what do you, what what happened there? And she said, oh, it happens all the time. 
She said, this is Bobby Mack. His crazy stuff happens here all the time. It was just weird. I've never seen a phys- two physical objects like that just completely fall on their backs and slide into one another with nobody being near them. There wasn't anybody within 25 feet. You yeah, know, that would it be was... And my buddy still today, he still today could not figure that out in his mind. <laughs> but everybody says, oh, you were drinking. Well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but for both of you to hallucinate the same thing, come on. Uh, we, the, uh, and then, the two, and then two patrons to come over and sit in them real quick after witnessing it, yeah. too, so you guys couldn't, couldn't have been the only ones that has, had, had witnessed it. Yeah, and the barmaid saw it, so... Everyone's kind of like jaws dropped. It's it's definitely one of the top places I've ever been to, hands down. And I mean, granted, we've Mandy and I've been in there for hundreds and hundreds of hours, and and stuff like because you'll go in and you'll take a tour, and there's sometimes when nothing happens, which happens a lot of the haunted locations. We all know that if you do it on a regular basis. But that place is, there's definitely, it's haunted. There's no doubt about that. But do you feel that maybe it's haunted because, well, I think there is something there for regular haunting, but do you think a lot of the stuff that happens there is brought in by other teams, by, you know, things they do? If they summon something or Ouija boards or anything like that, you think they sometimes they bring the energy in there as well? That could create... I don't know about that because there's a lot of, you know, like the railroad tracks up back, you've got the Looking River that flows north. There's supposedly underground salt lines. We know there's underground flowing water. Um, it, and a lot of, you know, limestone in the area. And it's just, I really think that the land itself may be first. Because, I mean, if you look at all the tragedies that have happened within, like, a mile radius of the place, it's, it's just really bizarre. So, I mean, I'm sure that there are some things that, you know, bring in or that, you know, the people who don't really know what they're doing will conjure up or something. Because it's, it's not hard to do in a place like that. Right. Well, I mean, one of, what of my biggest pet peeves mm-hmm. is we all have our own pet peeves. My biggest pet peeves is people who embellish the truth. And like yeah. Bobby Mackey, supposedly Pearl was never, you know, her head wasn't, she was never killed there. Right. And a lot of oh, people say that it was actually in Fort Thomas. But like even like Saddamsville Rectory when it was opened, you know, there's people who said there was dog fighting down there related to Michael Vick's dog fighting ring. And but I've asked, you know, I'm from that side of town growing up, and I asked police officers who roam the Delhi Police Department. I know, and I asked them. I said, is there any record? Or is this? A, and they like, they've never heard of it. They're like, I've never heard of that story. But the story was used on Ghost Adventures. Yeah. And it took off, and everybody assumed since they saw it on Ghost Adventures that it's real. There right. was dog fighting here for sure, and it kind of. And I've never found any proof on it. I've never found any proof I on about, it. I don't know if there was actually dog fighting there, but I mean, I, there had to be something with dogs because we've heard audibly outside on ABC, like dogs wriggling down in the basement. I think it was actually. Kimba may have been one of the first times he came with us there. Do you remember that? Oh, I didn't hear you say that again. Do you remember when we were in the basement, we were hearing, and then we cut her on EVP like a dog whimpering? Yeah, the first time I was there. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, it may not have been dog fighting, but it it almost, there must be something with the dog there, because we, we heard something. 
But yeah, I'm, I'm with level embellishment thing. It drives me crazy. I like a place like Bobby Mackey's, you want me to embellish because it is 100% legitimately haunted. Yeah, Matthew, are you familiar I'm, with Sedanzo Rectory? No, I've never been to I've I've never been to any locations in Ohio. I mean, at have all. you heard of it though? You've heard of it? Oh, I've heard of it. Yes. Yeah, I mean, there was definitely bad things happened there. The priest who supposedly mm-hmm. did what he did, that won't go into detail on that. But you know, he moved to Florida and got arrested. I think he was like 90 years old when they arrested him. But uh, mm-hmm. that place is uh, very active, and it's actually turning into a. I don't know if you guys know this, Mandy or Kim, but it's actually becoming a bed and breakfast. I had heard okay. that. I, I can't have that. Now, no question. Are, are they are they going to be playing it up as an active bed and breakfast, or are they going to try to pass it off as just a normal B and B? I don't know. I don't know exactly like they're I think they're going to try to pass it off as a regular B and B. I think they're. It's a nice building. I think they're going to try to it make it just a regular B and B, but it's not in the best neighborhood. No, it's yeah. not. And the last time we were there, we actually spent the night and actually slept for a couple of hours. And oh my god, we didn't get we anything were... that night. No, it was it was totally quiet. Actually, the last few times we were there, we didn't get anything. No personal experiences, no evidence, nothing. It was just like they wanted nothing to do with us. I've had that experience there as well. I mean, we we never really gotten much out of the place. I know Denise when she went the first time, I wasn't with Denise, and she had a really crazy night. But yeah, the last two times I've been there, it's been pretty quiet. But I know a lot of people claim that all kind of stuff happens at home and people get scratched. And but it's a neat, it's a neat place. I like the church better. I wish we could get in the church, but I guess it takes a million dollars to rebuild that church or to, you know structurally. I would just like to see the inside of it. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know how we can do that, but I would love to do that. Yeah, we've actually done um, a couple investigations together. We, I think the last one we did was Revenant Acres, right? Well, yeah. No, Hell's yes. Bar. What's that? The last, the last investigation that, that we did. No, no, that we did together. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Now, I remember... And being in there with Denise, because Denise is a very gifted medium empath. And I remember seeing footage you were showing us of your SLS camera with that little boy. You you hadn't told her anything, but there was a figure in there kicking her. And she had mentioned something about, you know, her leg hurting. I just, it was very active that night when you guys were with us. We had a good time. Yeah, absolutely. So... Reverend Acre is kind of a weird place, a highly active place if everybody doesn't know about it, but it's real small. I mean, it's like literally three or four rooms, uh, an old farmhouse, I guess. But that was a – we've had a lot of we had a lot of EVPs out of that place. Reverend Acre is asking to go in the fall time because it's only like $25 per person with a four-person minimum. So they're very, very reasonable size. The guys that run it are great. They may have fire for that back. So that's, I think, I think we go there more for the fire pit than we do the actual house. <laughs> yeah. And we sat in Reverend Acres one night and it was literally, I'm not going to kid you. It was, it was probably 10 degrees inside and we froze and we had to go down and get hot coffees and we even brought a heater with us. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I'm not surprised. But Matthew, that's a place you made. And that's a, you know, when you're coming over, um, to Ohio sometime, Reverend Acres is, you know, on the way through 
and that's actually a place that's very economical. Yeah. I'll have to check into that. I, I, I've known a couple of teams that from Iowa that have gone there and have gotten some good things. So it's 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 definitely yeah, it's, on our radar. Yeah, they do a great job yeah. economically for us. I mean, for people in the field. And I'll tell you another yeah. place that's close to that, not far from Reverend Acres, was Monroe House. Yeah. It's very economical. That was a great place. That, I, I can't wait to go back to that one. I want to say I've heard of that place. It's been on during the lockdown. Yeah. They found skeletal remains in a basement. Oh, that's right. Yep. And the owner, he he is so nice. I mean, he, um, I was the first one there because the other people that caught in a traffic accident. So I was there in my house was by myself for like four hours. But he stayed with me for a little while and he was, such a very personable, wonderful guy. And it's also very reasonable place as well. It's nice when, when, when the owners of a location like that, you know, are, are nice and personable and actually take an interest in in what the teams are doing, you know. Well, I, I think he wants more to debunk it and everything because I think it freaks him out just a little bit. But, uh, He's a super nice guy, and actually, um, you had us do something, something, because when you guys, when you went there before us, and I guess you were, you were doing a spirit box session, right, asking how many people were there? Mm-hmm. Yes. And then you asked us to ask the same thing. You didn't tell us what the number was, and we did it, and we got the same number a couple times, and we both got the number eight, for like eight spirits being in the house. So I thought that was pretty cool, but kind of validation of, you know. We did get something. Yeah, we get a lot of interact. We get in a lot of interaction between the Klondike Hotel, which is four blocks away from the school, and the school. It's kind of cool. Interaction? How? Uh, well, we had a okay. So we had a team come in one weekend. They did the Klondike Friday night, and then they came up into the school Saturday night. Well, while they were down at the. Uh, Klondike Friday night, we were up at the school just kind of, you know, doing some cleanup work and getting the school ready for them Saturday. So we'd gotten all of our cleanup work done and and uh, we're putting up the, the walkie-talkies while they started squawking and they were doing short bursts for yes and long bursts for no. And um, I asked whatever was communicating with me if they could go down and, you know, let, let them at the Klondike, you know, short bursts at the Klondike know that we were thinking about them. And then it, it told me, and I asked, should I go down and check? And it gave me a yes. So I did. I got down there. I found out they were doing a flashlight interaction session, and they were getting some decent answers right around the same time because I marked it on my, my watch when I'd asked. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I'd asked, they, they, they knocked the flashlight off of the table right around the time wow. I asked them to come down and give them a sign. So we're thinking, okay, this is pretty cool. So we need to come up with the word, and what we'll do, there needs to be a three-syllable word, so we came up with the word zucchini. I went back up to the school at that point, turned on the Spiritus app, and less than less than 60 seconds, we get zucchini come across our our Spiritus. Oh, so wow. I get on the I, I get on the phone with 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 Sue, the one of the gals, one of the founders of Short Bus. I tell her that we get it, and then the call gets cut off because of the way the building is. So by the time I get her back on the phone, she'd had her spiritus fired up 
and had gotten the same exact response, zucchini. So we're like, okay, let's see if we can take this one step. We, we take it one step further. I, we, I go down there, and we, we're like, okay, so we're, there's three of us up at the school, you know, me, Karen, and Paul. Use one of us and don't tell us who it is for the, for the spirits to come up and touch. And in the morning, we'll find out, you know, if, if whatever gets touched, we'll find out who it was, who you asked. So about an hour after that, Paul gets, Paul gets a, uh, a, light, a light touch in his back, a full handprint in his back. And we noted the time and got up the next morning, went down and, and talked to Short Bus. And sure enough, right around that same time, they asked the spirit to come up and touch Paul. And then they, and then shortly after that, they got over their, their ovulus, two, ovulus 5 that they were using, felt it. So after it went and touched Paul, it came back and told them that it felt it. That is really cool. Wow. That is cool. Three interactions between two different locations there in town. And four mi- you said four miles apart or four blocks? Four blocks. Like, well, regardless, it's not even the same building. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Spears going back and forth. <laughs> So, so Kim, what do you guys, what do you and Mandy feel like? What do you feel like? Why was, why would a spirit stay here? What happens after you die? What do you believe happens when you die? Um, for me personally, I think there are some earthbound spirits that either don't know that they died or feel like they still have unfinished work here or they just don't want to leave. Like, so Carl would be a good example. I think Carl knows he's no longer in this, you know, consciousness, but he just is so attached to that place, it's like he can't leave. And then I think there are other people in the past who go into the light and, you know, sometimes come back. Like, my stepdad is a good example of that. When he died five years ago, he actually would come back and you know, check on my mom, and I, I saw, I've seen him a few times, and but you know, he's not stuck here. He's he's moved on. Um, you know, and then there are also those. I call them elementals. You know, some people call them demons or inhuman spirits, that type of thing. Um, but I mean, who knows? It's it's something that it, it's. I don't know. I mean, there's there's other quantum theories out there, like. You know, maybe the spirits that we're chatting with aren't necessarily dead. Those are found, you know, the time's supposed to be non-existent anywhere but in our consciousness. So the time doesn't actually exist. Maybe these spirits that we're seeing just found a way to poke a hole in our reality and just go, hey. I don't know. There's a lot of theories out there. Yeah. I I agree with Mandy on the, the first two. Elementals, I'm not really for sure how I feel about that. Um, but for sure, I think that that people that have died, that have either died tragically or they're just kind of stuck. Or, um, and, and then, and I believe that some come back and visit. But do you all believe um, shadow figures or human spirits? you think they're another, like, dimension? I think they're human. Some of them. Um, I think it just may be the fact they don't have enough energy to fully manifest themselves. But, I mean, I've been around, I've seen shadow people where, you know, being empathic, I can feel negative. And I've been around shadow people who, 
didn't feel like it was a negative energy coming out of it. But, you know, again, who knows? I mean, there, nobody, we're not going to find out until we die, so it's uh, kind of just guessing right now. Right. Matthew, what are right. your thoughts I, on I, Shadow People? Go ahead, Mandy. All right, fine. Go ahead. I was what are just going to say, I think, I, think, I, think she, I think Kim's right. I think there are good and bad shadow figures. I, I think it all depends on what kind of different sub, subsect of, of shadow figure you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Do you feel they're human, though, different. or do you feel they're like another dimension? Like, I think I think they're a combination of both. I think there are so many different types of shadow figures mm-hmm. that I think it's kind of an all-encompassing thing, kind of like a blanket yeah, statement. Yeah. I know. What's your I know we have Kevin? we have quite a few different shadow figures out at the school. We have ones that crawl. We have ones that walk. We have. Mm-hmm. We, we have we have all different kinds out at the school. I don't like the creepers. The, the, yeah, the, the the creepers. We call them creepers. Yeah. They, they, creepers, crawl, yeah. they crawl on all fours like 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 spiders. Yeah, that's just mm-hmm. not. We've got we've got tall ones. We've got short ones. We've got creepers. We've got. Yeah, we've got we've got we've got all sorts of shadow figures out of the school. And in my opinion, I I don't know I don't know much about shadow figures. I don't really I really didn't believe in them until this year. I actually saw one for the first time, and it was kind of you know freaked me out. But I've never saw one, so it's kind of like a couple of years ago. I never believed anybody could be scratched until I saw somebody physically get scratched in front of me. And then I was kind of like, oh wow, I guess it really can happen. You know, I, I'm, I'm I'm a skeptic, but I'm also not skeptic. I really believe in a lot of things, but once I see it, it's hard to, for me to like say, okay, that can't be possible. Because, you know, right. like Bobby Mack, you see this chair slide. There's no explanation for that, no matter what you do. Mm-hmm. So me seeing a shadow figure made me become a believer of them because, but again, I don't really know what it is. I, I don't know if I believe it's a, I don't I don't really, in my mind, believe it's a, it's a human spirit. But I think it's more of a interdimensional spirit. But I, again, I really don't know. And I guess I'm not, you know, I can't really talk too deep about it because I don't know enough about it. Where did you see it? Um, somebody's home. Yeah, oh, it was kind okay. of, uh, yeah, I, it, I saw it out of the corner of my eye, and I kind of turned more, and it kind of was still there, and I'm like, oh, my God, there should not be nothing there right now. <laughs> so it was, yeah, it was pretty wild. <laughs> you know, yeah, we, you help these people out their homes, and you, you want to help people as much as you can help them. But, you know, if they're not willing to change their ways, it's hard to help them. Um, oh, yeah, We've come across people yep. with voodoo and witchcraft, and it's very hard to help some of these people because they bring in things they can, they can't get rid of them. Yep. Well, yeah, it's like that one Google together. It was just awful. It's That's funny you yeah. say that because we're, 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 this particular case that we're working right now, one of our open cases, I'm not going to go into names or anything, but it's where one of the people in the house is is has a kind of a, messed up dysfunctional energy so what he's done is he's drawn a messed up dysfunctional spirit and it's Mm -hmm. causing complete and total havoc and just chaos in the house at the moment all they have to do is change change their ways to a more positive lifestyle and this thing will be so uncomfortable it'll leave but they don't realize that have they messed with anything like wicca or any voodoo or anything to bring this thing in I'm not certain yet. Like I said, we're just getting into the meat and potatoes of it. We just did the preliminary this last weekend. So we're getting ready to go in and actually do the meat and potatoes of it this coming weekend. Yep. 
Well, we, I'll tell you guys, but, we had a case recently that was referred to us that a lady shot, lady came from New Orleans and she messed with voodoo and it was a small town of Kentucky, an old home. And they had summoned some things up they shouldn't have summoned and her daughter got real active in it and she ended up having to kick her daughter out. But it was really crazy because they had a lot of activity in the house and just, the stuff she brought in, she had no idea how to get rid of it. And we had to bring in a couple of different mediums um, to remove the problem. But again, if she brings her daughter back, her daughter doesn't quit doing the voodoo, it's going to come right back. And right. I told her that. I said, we can't help you. But I want to tell you all something that happened to me at that house. I've never had attachment before. I've never had anything, you know, grasp onto me. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever had this feeling or not, but when I was, get, we were doing our prayers, I had our pastor, Scott, Kim, you know, our pastor, Scott, he was down with yep. me. And as we're down there and he's saying these prayers, I was just standing in the middle between the bedroom and the living room. And then this, it felt like a cobweb jumped on me. And I'm like, oh. I started messing with my hair. Like, where'd the cobweb come from? There was no cobweb. It just felt mm-hmm. like, so I took a picture and sent it to Denise and she saw this old hag lady on me. And, you know, they had to get rid of her. We had to get rid of her before we left the house. But it was weird. Oh. Cause I've never had that feeling. I felt like I walked through a cobweb. I was just standing there, but I felt like a cobweb just jumped onto me and there was no cobweb, no a middle of a clean house. Did she notice a change in her energy? In my energy? Mm-hmm. Not really, but it was just a weird sensation I've never felt before. Well, I thought the past was where he'd tip it off. What's that? Talking like you're, like you're being instantly zapped and draining your tired all of a sudden. Yeah, I wasn't drained. It was just, But it was just weird because it felt like the cobweb jumped on me, and I'm like, where would it come from? You know, I'm standing there during the prayer. So... Have you guys ever had that feeling of like a cobweb feel like? I oh, have yeah. a cobweb, but I've had something attack to me and drain my energy. Now, yeah, what? I've had, when I've asked something to touch me when we've been to a certain place, like especially Mackie's, it's felt exactly like a cobweb, like I was wa- like I was walking through a cobweb. Okay. So kind of what I felt then. Yeah. That's a that's a that's a that's a that's a common description with when when interacting with spirit, especially mm-hmm. touch. Yeah, that light tub. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want I mean, to be touched. I tell I them straight up. It. <laughs> 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 yeah, I kind of like it as long as they don't attack and try to drain my energy. I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. Well, mine happened at the very end of our cleansing and that's why our house exorcism so that's why i actually went and you know i went outside and called denise and took a picture of myself and then she told me and so scott you know did some stuff over me to help me get rid of it before he came back got my car because i wasn't going to bring that thing home with me oh no well yeah we were working on a case a couple months ago and they had it was they had some kind of a portal in their bathroom that I actually had to um, put a barrier protection around it. But that was also I have. This is probably the coolest thing, one of the coolest things that I've ever experienced is I was actually able to call somebody over. And when I did it, we had cameras on the area that it happened. I saw this bright white light and saw it. And then one of the guys in the house 
Keith Lowe, too, our cameras didn't pick up on it at all. It was just one of the coolest experiences I've ever, I've ever had. That's cool. I'm a big fan of personal touch too. Uh, we have a I spirit out at the school that that likes to get up close and you know she'll shook them up and a good sign that you know she's there is if you've got a necklace on, if your necklace gets mm-hmm. tugged or if the, or if your hair gets pulled or or messed with, fingers ran through that type of thing. Mm-hmm. You know you know Lissa's there. That's cool. Now why do you guys want to be touched? I don't understand that. I was just like, if you're here, you know, feel free to touch me. You're, it's okay. And they did. And I was like, okay, that's really cool. Well, and with Lissa, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, uh, she's got a close connection to me. And so, you know, it's just kind of her way of letting me know that, you know, she knows they're acknowledging that I'm in the building, you know, when I, Within five minutes of being in the building, my necklace will get pulled or my hair will get flicked. Do you find being at the school and being there all the time that they get to know you? It's just like talking. It's just like visiting with your neighbor. You know, you get to know your neighbors really well. You're in there all the time. Oh, yes. They know who you are. And and we had the same thing with oh. Mackey's when we were doing Mackey's. The first thing we always did when we walked in the building was we we said hi. And yep. that's just that's just how we approached everything. We weren't not one time, and we don't believe in in provocation at all. Um, you go in with respect, and it, it opens up a rapport between, especially if you're in a location constantly, um, between you and them. Just mm-hmm. like anything else. Most definitely. Matter of fact, uh, before we started trying to take ownership of the school. Uh, we had an event out there, and 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 we're not going to get into specifics, but let's just let's suffice it to say that some things got brought over and cross contaminated from another site from an individual. And uh, sure, it was a couple couple of weeks. I think it was about a month to six weeks after that. I was walking down the hall with another colleague of mine, and uh, all of a sudden, I just felt two two hands in the back of my back and I was pushed about five feet down and I slid five feet down the hallway. Oh. And I got the very distinct impression that it was somebody that was angry with me for bringing, for bringing certain individuals into the building. Mm-hmm. You know, and once I got up and dusted myself off, I'm like, okay, you know what? I, I deserve that. And, and mm-hmm. from now on, they will never be invited back. That's what I've never... I've only ever been pushed one other time, and that was while I was trying to, 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 to remove another entity that had found its way into the building that needed to be gone. Right. Oh, wow. Because we have, we have an active, we don't just have portals in our building, we have an active vortex that goes through the whole thing. Oh, wow. And so there's, there's, there's constantly portals opening up all over the building at any given time. And so it's, it's, it's a it's a freaking highway. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's great for business. Well, you know, and it was funny that you guys were talking, you know, you know about other locations, you know, and most locations you go to. Yes, you're right. You know, you, you you'll get something or you won't. It'll it'll be active or it won't that night. But but with right. with the, the hundreds of hours I've literally logged in that school, I can honestly say every visit I've had there, I've at least had one personal experience every time I've been in there working. Oh man! Wow. 
whether it be whether it be a simple footstep, whether it be whether it be a voice to, to seeing shadow figures or full body apparitions, noises, whatever. It it ran the gambit in that building. Wow. Kim, Iowa. You... <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's about a ten hour drive, but it's a, it'd be it'd be a good fun place to investigate. You can go out there. You can investigate Edinburgh Manor, which is reasonable price. You can go to Villisca. I mean, they're all right and there. We got the Cl- yep, and we got the Klondike Hotel right there in town too, which is very reasonable. It's it's only two hundred a night for for it. It's got a kitchen and bathroom facility that's heated. Oh wow, that's not bad at all. No, not at all. We should do a lot of so, out there. Tell you what, like I said, you guys. Schedule a trip up here to Iowa. You let me know, and and I'll I'll play tour guide with you guys. I'll let you. I'll, I'll show you all the cool sites. Oh, that'd be absolutely. Yeah, we just spent a week vacation up there, and I'm out to it. It's a beautiful state. I have we like it. Been. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Kim and Mandy, what do, what do you guys have coming up? What do you guys got? You guys got any big big things planned? Any big locations? Um, we're doing the USS Nightmare up on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Now, is that a battleship um, or is that a, what is that? It's, it's a haunted attraction, <laughs> but it is so funny. <laughs> One it's of our, an old uh, uh, steamboat, right? Yeah. I, is that what it is? Oh. I don't think that's what it is. It was an old barge. I it's not a barge, it I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's more like a barge type deal. I don't know, it's some old boat that they turned into a haunted attraction. That's actually haunted. So we're going to go. Cool. I mean, those old ships that. like that are pretty cool. Yeah, it's, yeah. Matthew, it's, uh, it's an old, it's a big haunted attraction in Cincinnati. It's uh, it's like the Den Schoolhouse, but it sits on the river. It's called the USS okay. Nightmare. And uh, it'd be a cool place to do because it's on the river, you know, and the river's got all kind of activity in it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, Amy's worked there for years, so she's in good with the owner, so we could take a little for a few hours, you know, when it's closed down and you know, nobody's around, so I'm kind of looking forward to that. Yeah, that'd yeah, be fun. Be I'd like to go to that. Yeah, and then we just we just went to Hale's Bar Dam in June. Which is amazing. Yeah, that w- that was awesome. Is that in Tennessee? Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah, Kevin, that's fun. That's you should guys, it's worth the drive, and they'll give you 12 hours, and it's really reasonably priced as well. And the people who do it, are they're just lovely people. Nice. Did you guys do the old um, jail down there, too? What's the jail in Tennessee everybody's going to now? Bushel? No. What's it called? Moundsville? Uh, no, no, not Miles. It's in Tennessee. No, it's uh, it's really cool. It's got cool pictures. It's, it's like in the middle of the forest. Bunchy State Mountain. Bunchy, yeah, that's it. Have you guys yeah, been to that yet? Or no? Huh? Have you guys gone down to that? No. No, not yet. Um, they were actually one of my teams for National Ghost Hunting Day, so I'm trying to get in touch with them and see if we can go down there because I'd like to do that. Yeah, I'd like to go on that like one. I like to see that place. I like I like old prisons, old jails. I, I find them fascinating. I just Yeah, we're supposed like, to do a Mansfield next year. Yeah. Like Moundsville Penitentiary is a really cool place to visit. Uh I've been there twice, but we've never gotten really any really substantial evidence from the place. 
Um, I should take that back. I got some pictures that can't be explained. But overall, with EVPs, we didn't really get anything because the problem with it, the noise travels through the pipes. But it's a, it's a yeah. really, really cool place. I want to go to East State Penitentiary. Where? Eastern State Penitentiary? Yep. Philadelphia? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I read online if you do that place, they make you, uh, they, you have to take a tour guide with you the whole time you investigate. They don't let you go on your own. You have to have one of the employees with you. And you can't split up. I, I read the rules. You can't split up either. you got to keep your whole team together. Wow. Kind of like Missouri yeah. State Penitentiary. Yeah, you got to read no. the rules when you, when you look at that. What's that, Matthew? I said it sounds a little bit like how Missouri State Penitentiary operates. Oh really? Yeah, they they have it, it's they don't they don't they're not with you constantly. What they'll do is they'll take you into a cell block, then they'll sit by the door and then they let you run through the cell block. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, it's probably the same way. See, Moundsville, they just basically they sit in the office and say, "Whole complex is yours. Enjoy it. Run around." I mean, you get like six hours, which you know goes pretty fast. But it's a big place. But there's just so much to cover. But it's just, it's nice having the freedom to go where you want when you want and not have to be right. restricted. And I know Mansfield is the same way. It, they'll let you go in and you know it, it's yours the whole night. Yeah, I like to go there too. I heard that place is crazy, especially the chapel. I have gotten. Have you ever been there? I've not been there. Denise has been there, but not myself. I have taken. I haven't done an overnight there or anything. I've just been there to take the tour during the day. Mm-hmm. And the last time that I went, I took, I just took my recorder. I just took a couple of things. I took my recorder and my K2. And I actually caught some EVPs as I was walking through. Um, we were in the library section. And it was just my sister and I standing in the library. There, there was nobody around. And clearly heard um, somebody drop the F-bomb um, on my recorder. <laughs> and then, um, and like I said, this is right smack dab. I mean, there was quite a few people on the tour, but just where we were at, there was nobody. And um, inside one of the holes in the wall um, where they used to keep people, um, we had a lot of activity with the K2 meter in there, and there was nothing, nothing electrical in there, no reason why it should even go off or anything in there. So we had a lot of activity in there. I, I really... I'm looking forward to getting into that place and doing a full-on investigation. I think it would be awesome. Yeah, that would be a cool place. Matthew, have you ever done a prison before besides, uh, the, I guess, Missouri State Penitentiary? Uh, no, Missouri State Pen. Uh, we've, uh, I've done Squirrel Cage Jail here in Iowa. Um, up, it's up, uh, I want to say it's in Council, Council Bluffs, Cedar Rapids, Cedar Rapids Council, somewhere it's in, it's in around Council there. Bluffs. Council Bluffs. Yeah, Council Bluffs. Uh, we've done those, and then I'm trying to see if we can't get into the old uh, Fort Madison prison here in Iowa that just closed down. Hey, if you Not get in that, long. I'm there. We went and Where? saw that on the way home. I, I, I want to investigate that so bad. It, there's about three different groups right now in Iowa trying to trying to buy trying to bid for that for that place right now. Well, and if you can get I in there, let me know. Through. I'll drive over there for that. Mandy and Kim, we'll it's do, an old dude. prison like Moundsville, but it's just really, it's huge. And it's just, it's, it's amazing. 
It's one of our well, biggest, one of our that. biggest, oldest, hardest, hardest, hardest prisons in Iowa. It was the hard, one of the hardest places in Iowa to do time. Wow, oh, man, that's got to be booming with energy, then. Yeah, if you got sent to the fort, that was that was that was that was above maximum security stuff there, lifers <laughs> and, oh, wow. and and that kind of stuff. Yeah, we drove around through yeah, pictures and everything. <laughs> now it's all animals. Huh? I told Kevin Kim? if he drives up the little weapon. There you go. Don't come with me. <laughs> yeah. We are yeah. getting ready to There's also get a, a prison in Illinois, I think, just closed down, too. I think there's a couple of different prisons, big one, old ones that closed down. But the one he's talking about in Iowa, I think, was built in, what, 1820s? Maybe 30s? Yeah. Oh, wow. It's old. One of the oldest prisons in Iowa. Yeah. And they just shut yeah. it down in early 2000s. Yeah, I would like Early to go to a place like that and spend three days, Matthew. And if, th- if give us the building for three full days, daytime, nighttime. Because I believe, you all let me know your opinion on this, but I believe spirits are out in the daytime just as much as they are in the nighttime. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. I, I can attest to that. Yep, I've, I've had plenty of daytime experiences. Do you all believe that if you, like example myself, normally I'm in bed by 10 o'clock at night. So I believe if I'm ever here after I die and I'm roaming this earth, you're not going to get much activity out of me after 10 o'clock. <laughs> yeah. I think people do their – I think people when they die and, they, and, they, and they're still here, they're still on their same kind of – they're still who they are. And if they're early right. to bed, early to rise, you're going to have a better chance of catching them. Like I have a hospital here in Cincinnati that we um, – it used to be a tuberculosis hospital. Now it's a park, but I got in some of the buildings and, you know, we didn't get much activity. It was late at night, but we wouldn't get in there in the morning because in the morning when they had shift changes and they had, the place was busy, I think you're getting a lot more activity than you will when 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock at night when the hospital is pretty much dead. I mean, it was pretty much. What are you talking about? Um, Dunham Park. Oh, used to be the I big tuberculosis. Oh, there's all kinds of deaths there. There's bodies buried. There's an old cemetery with Civil War graves all the way up. That TB ran that place. Now, it was just like it was just like uh, Waverly Hills, um, except yeah. the only difference is they tore the buildings down in the uh, late 70s, and then the city put a park there. So there's always bodies buried there, and always people died there. And there's this park, and you can feel the energy when you go there. But inside the theater, there's actual old tunnels still that ran from uh, the buildings. Just like Waverly has, but um, oh, wow. a lot of yeah, a lot of them are closed down. You can't get through, but um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, there's a lot. I, the lady who runs it told me she could get me in there one day in the morning. I want to go in the morning, like around six thirty, seven o'clock in the morning, when there were shift changes and just the place started to get active and see what we get. Yeah, that'd be really cool. That sounds, sounds yeah. like something right up our alley. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally. Yeah, but they don't let like you know, not anybody can just go there. You can't just call and say, hey, "I'm going to go in there and investigate." But, but there's yeah. places like that out there. I think that people forget about. Everybody thinks of Waverly Hills and stuff, but they weren't the only TB hospital out there. I had we even have the a... last couple. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. You were first. Go ahead. Oh, um, I'm just going to say the last few times that we were at Waverly Hills, it was just as quiet as it could possibly be. I've heard that from a lot of people. Yeah. 
I've heard both. I've heard both. Both. I wonder why it got so quiet. Because I've, I've been to like Trans Allegheny and I literally got zero evidence. I uh, love, love that place. Oh, it's I've awesome. I've it a lot of people that have gotten a lot of a lot of activity out of that place too. Oh yeah. my god, it was active from the moment we sat down to the time we left. But again, for our listeners out there, you know, one thing you got to realize is that when you go to an active location, it's not always active. It could be quiet one night, and the next day it could be off the charts. You just don't Absolutely. know what's going to happen, you know, when you're there. It's, it's I hate to say it, it's almost like a crapshoot. You're hoping you yeah. have an active night. And it's honestly, like I mean, fishing. if you're doing an eight-hour investigation, you're lucky if you get maybe 15 minutes of activity, to be honest. Right. Exactly. It's like fishing. You know, you can do things to increase your, your odds of catching a fish, but you're not guaranteed. Mm-hmm. You're not guaranteed. Right. Yeah, they sure don't come out on the lemon. I think that's one thing that people like you, don't like, realize. Like you lady said earlier, a lot, a lot of times it'll come and find you when you're not even looking for it. Yeah. No, I agree. I also think we provoke to get stuff, but you know, we don't provoke because provoking to me is you're you're just asking for trouble. I just just consider it. You know, they were people. Yeah. Most most of them were people. So that way. Yeah. Most of them. And we should always show the spirits respect, and I think you show them respect, they'll show you respect. Absolutely. The only time I, 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 I provoke and and I'll say this is when the entities in a house at a private residence are not showing respect to the owners, in which case I don't provoke, I just respond in kind. Right. Yeah. You have to be stern. Yes. Like our pastor, he'll provoke in religious ties. He'll provoke in the name of Jesus Christ if we're in a private residence trying to get rid of something. Right. Well, yeah, that's, but that's, I don't, that's, I don't that's, consider that provoking, though. That's, no, I that's mean, you're responding in kind. Yeah. yeah. You're working toward a purpose. You're not just you're not, you're not just trying to provoke just to get a response. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I said. Yeah. And yes, you, you know, are that's provoking, and yes, you are going to get responses, but it's it's not just for the sole purpose of that. Right. Yeah, because I mean, sometimes that's the only way to get it done. Yeah, forcibly. Now, I will tell you all, the the one place I think it's in one of the most active places I've ever been to, and I know you've not been there, Matthew, but maybe Kim and Mandy have, but have you all ever been to Thornhaven Manor? No, but I would love to go. That place is off the charts crazy. And it's only about a half hour, I think, from Reverend Acres. Uh, but it is literally, I mean, we had, I've been there twice, and both times the activity is just, there's so much activity in that place. And, that is but it's not places. all, it's not good though either. There's a lot of negative energy in that place. That is one of the places that has been on my to do list, would like to go to because it's so close. There's no reason yeah. not to hit some of these places. Is that the place you sent me a picture of, Kevin? No. Um, no. 
Dornavon Manor was on one season of uh, Ghost Adventures. And they thought, oh, they yeah. kind of, thought they were getting a noise, and they found out later Zach debunked it and said it was a car passing. You know, one of the biggest things I think people need to realize and listen here is that when you're investigating, you got to keep an open mind and you got to try to debunk everything you can. Because we've had it where I don't know why it is. Matthew, maybe you have an answer, Mandy, or you guys are good with recorders. Kim, how about yourself? But, you know, the. We've had two recorders in the same room, and when you go back and listen to them on audio, they sound different. They're saying mm-hmm. basically the same thing. They don't sound the same. So it's kind of like, well, do we really hear that, or is it something we're just hearing? I don't know. I can't explain it. Now, at the Dent Schoolhouse, um, when we were, do- we were doing an EVP session upstairs, and one of the things that we asked was for it to say one of our names. And we all clearly heard it. We heard it say Mandy. And Mandy's recorder, she always wears one on her hat. Um, hers picked it up, but it was more muffled. Mine came through clear as day. And it is it's amazing the difference between two recorders being two foot apart. Yeah. That they don't even sound the same. Yeah. How do you explain that, man? I wonder Matthew? why that is. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> just the recorder. What kind of recorders do you all use? We like we use an Olympus. Um, you know, go to Best Buy and buy I an Olympus recorder. Sony. What Mine do you all Sony. use, Kim? We Sony. we use Sony's, and my Sony picks up almost everything. Little black Sony you, with the red with the red with the red button. Yep, and Mandy. Did yep, the with the T-Mark stamp on it. That's the same exact one I use. Yep, very very clear. Mm-hmm. Is that the old? Is that the one everybody talks about? The old school. The old school. Like the it's, it's like uh, what? Eight years old? Five? Five? Eight years old now? Okay. Yeah. I thought it was like that one at like the RD sixty or something people talk about. No, that those you can't find for any more for any less than fifteen hundred dollars nowadays. Yeah, but oh I question those because it seems like everybody uses it. It's like a hundred percent guarantee you're getting EVPs, and I don't believe that. Well, I don't believe that either. Well, now they did. Uh, Panasonic did stop making that model specifically because too many spirit voices. And that's the exact reason. If you look at the if you look at the R and D R and D development stuff and, and Google it, they stopped making that model because too many people were reporting voices that were coming over the recorder that weren't supposed to be there. Why would you stop making something like that? Because they, because they were they, it was it was being it was being sold as not a paranormal investigative tool at the time it was being sold for like college students you know to audit classes and and, oh, and things of that nature. Exactly. So it was not even in the realm of you know, being thought of as used being used as a as a device for the you know for spirit communication. So that's why they stopped making it was because it was it was too good at doing what it did. Hmm. No, we had, we had a guest on two weeks ago that talked about a product out there that's like $60,000, and it's called Fourth Dimension, not Fourth Dimension, Fourth Generation Binoculars. Have you guys ever heard of those? What is that? Well, the military uses them, but they're high-end, so you can't really get a hold of them too well. But he's used them, and he claims that they are so intense, you can actually see flying objects in the sky. You can see spirits all over the place. There, there was reports of military people 
first using these things and they were look through them. They're like, they see the people walking and then they put them down. There's nobody there. And they're like, where are those people at? We see them in here. We can't see them with our own eye. And supposedly it's called fourth generation, which is a high tech thing, but you can see maybe another dimension or you can see the afterlife. I don't know. It's interesting. Wow. That'd be cool to get my hands on a pair of those. I, I just like to see it. That'd be neat. Yeah. I think I looked online. They're like $42,000 for a pair. Well, when I hit the lottery. We'll start making a pool. (laughs) As soon as as I hit the lottery, I'll be sure to buy us all. I mean, (laughs) would it be cool if somebody invented a pair of glasses that you could put on, you could actually see, you know, the spirits and the ghosts? How cool would that be? You know. That would be cool. it It would be awesome, but at the same time, you also got to stop and think that there are some things out there that we just don't want to see. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you got the good with the bad. Yeah. I don't mean to be the stick in the mud, but... Yeah, I mean... You're, you're no, having a good time house and all of a sudden something you don't so hideous. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to say hideous, but something so... Something... That catches you off guard, and then that's the last time you ever put the glasses on. Something like the ghost. Didn't they make, didn't they make exactly. a movie like that with Arnold Schwarzenegger or something like that? Well, there is no Peter, only Zool. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, speaking of equipment, what do you guys like to use on a general basis? My go-to thing is the Spiritus app. If I'm going to be going, if I'm doing ITC work, uh, digital recorder is really good. Uh, is it, it, you know, an Eddie? I like the EDI plus. Mm-hmm. That's usually a pretty good oh, all-in-one tool. Yeah, like that. I love the That's the one of the record, right? The what? Your Eddie plus is the one of the record, right? Yeah, they don't make the EDI Plus anymore, unfortunately. Another one of those discontinued items. But I, one of our favorite things to use, though, is the Connect. And the spirits in the school really, really interact well with the Connect system there. We actually just got one of those. Actually, we need both of them. They are so awesome. Did you they get the Connect or did you get the... What's the SLS camera? It's the same. I guess they're a little different. Yes. Maybe here. Structured light sensor. Yeah, that's what yeah. I use. Yeah, Amy just yeah, they, It works really well. It does. Uh, we had a we had a figure, Kim Eddie Purvis from Marshalltown, came to our came, came came to our school. She runs a group here in Iowa. Seventeen and a half minutes. She had a stick figure on 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 Connect. Solid seventeen oh. and a half minutes. Oh wow. Now, my issue, guys, is I watch these paranormal TV shows. I watch them use the SLS camera, and I watch them catch figures all the time on here. But then I've used ours so much that I know a lot of times if I catch something, it it could be a lamp. It could be a lamp. It could be a a post. It could be a lot of things. I I find that posts and doors um, happen to show a lot of stick figures, and they'll just stand there. And then I realize it's really nothing there other than it's, uh, it's, it's just picking up something, an anomaly. But to me, it's not true unless the spirit actually does something interactive. 
yeah, right. reaches yeah. out or does does something, walks around, does something that makes it different than just being a stuck on a on a post on a wall, you know? Because those 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 connect systems and SLS cameras are great, but they will pick up some other things that really aren't paranormal, and you got to be able to decipher what is really paranormal and not paranormal. Exactly, and that's why you got to like like you said. That's when you got to start asking the interactive questions. You know, can you can you can you wave your right hand? Can you, you know, jump for me? Can you move? Stuff like that. Yeah, right. we. I gotta tell you, we have a place that we've been to. Well, I've been to about I don't know about eight times. It's called Snow Hill Snow Hill Country Club, and it's an old country club from 1828, and it's it's an amazing, a lot of active place. But room three, there's a lot of activity in room three. And we've gotten it multiple times, um, different situations. But this one particular time, we had this. There were prostitutes that used to be a brothel at one time. We believe it was a, pr- a prostitute, but she literally was on the bed, and we're sitting there playing cards on the bed because you know there was a gunfight in that room back in old cowboy days. But anyway, this figure captured on the SOS camera throws her, swings her arm, and jumps from the bed onto one of our uh, investigators' laps. Oh wow! And then literally, nice. when he put he sits back, it starts dancing on his lap. Swear to God, it is a it is the coolest thing. And I show it every time we do a presentation, and people are like, "Oh my God!" And I'm like, "You, you see her swing here? It could be a child too. I think it's a female though, but she swings her arm and then literally leaps from the bed over onto the chair onto his lap. And to me, yeah, I was like, "Wow, that is insane." Was he feeling anything? He didn't feel anything. Of course, he doesn't feel anything. I mean, he's never, you know, he's not an empath or doesn't have, you know, he doesn't really feel energies or anything like that. But, I mean, Denise saw her, and, you know, and she literally just, I mean, we got it all on video. I mean, I can send you all a copy of it. It's the craziest thing you've ever seen. That would be cool. Yeah. And to me, that's that's legit. Yeah. And where is this place? Snow Hill Country Clubs in New Vienna, Ohio. Louisiana, Ohio. Yeah, it's got a lot. Of, it used to be uh, a stagecoach inn, kind of like a tavern type thing, and then it became uh, a brothel for a while, and then it became a golf course in like 1904. And it's a nice okay. golf course, and uh, you can you can buy rooms and stay the night there. I mean, it's it's active, and we've had all kind of activity in that place. So room three, that's what we need to get done. Yeah, and another quick story about room three. My nephew. Uh, went on his first ghost hunt with me, and he was, at the time, I guess he was 15, maybe 14. And we he, we we slept in room three. There's only one bed in there, so we shared the bed. And we're sleeping, and I'm out. I'm, I'm exhausted. I'm sleeping. And I got up to go to the bathroom, and next thing you know, I'm halfway to the bathroom in the hallway, and he's, he's like two feet behind me. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> and he said, well, I'm not staying there alone. I said, what do you mean? He goes, well, six times while you were sleeping, he goes, the bed started shaking. And he goes, oh. I said, he said, your your legs weren't moving, your body wasn't moving, but the bed was moving. He said, I'm not staying there by myself. <laughs> he became a quick believer. And I, I, I never felt the bed shake, but again, I was passed out. I mean, I was tired. You know, you know what it's like to you know investigate all day and the night, and then you just get to that point, you're just like exhausted. He's crashed. Yeah, but I got up to go to the bathroom, and he was—I mean, literally—he was two feet on my ha- on my heel. He was like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
So I mean, so he he claims the bench. I I never felt it, so I can't claim it did. But it was a brothel, and that I mean, who knows? Who knows? Oh, you should have the camera running. Well, I know. We're not very good with it. We we haven't caught a whole lot on our um on our cameras. We get a lot of orbs and stuff, but you know, again, I think a lot of it's dust. We don't catch a whole lot of stuff on our um cameras. And the other problem we have is it's hard to go back and watch eight hours of footage. Yeah. It really is. Audio I could deal with, but the watching on T V eight hours of nothing it can be really Long and tiresome. Yeah, especially with a new Amy. It's times like that when I'm almost glad we don't have audio on our on our DVR system. That way, I can yeah. just turn on the DVR system, throw on a pair of headphones, and just rock out some music while I'm watching the video. That's what yeah. I do. That's how I do. The only way I can get through video. I mean, let me ask you guys a question. I heard, I saw the other night, and I think it was uh, it was on Ghost Adventures Live. I taped it. When they went, the I hadn't watched the whole thing yet, but they were in the museum. But they show an orb, and it comes down. But they made a comment on TV: "Well, that orb is too big to be dust." Have you all ever looked at the DVR cameras? I mean, mm-hmm. I've seen some big dust before. I don't know. You know, to me, it depends on how close ahead. it is to the lens, because it's going to be different sizes in comparison to where the lens is. True. So yeah, no, I don't. I mean, it has to be really, really highly unusual, especially in the way it moves, for me to say, okay, that might be paranormal if it's an orb. That one we we that one we got at Revenant Acres. I'll send that one to you. That was that was that was an orb. Now, when we were at the Monroe House, um, we had kind (laughs) of we decided to to take a nap, I guess you would say, kind of, I don't know, about an hour or so, and um, two of them were upstairs in the same room, and one was passed out completely. The other one, you can see her on the camera. She reacts to something, and you see an orb go across the screen, and then behind her in the doorway, you see shadow figures, or fingers, right, Mandy? Yep. In the doorway of the hallway. And you can clearly see her reacting to something. And it and was pretty good time. Blab. Wow, fingers. Did yeah, you guys get the crazy. lights turned on upstairs at all? I'm sorry? Did you guys get the kitchen light upstairs to turn on in the upstairs? No, we didn't uh, turn it on. Except for when we were sitting up. Well, it was like a blue light. We never turned it on either. And we came back from dinner, and we were doing some stuff on the first floor. Nobody went upstairs, and all of a sudden, that light's on. We didn't even know how to turn it off. And then I asked um, the owners of Monroe House. I said, that I, you know, I emailed them that week and said, you know, have you ever had this problem? And they said they get that same issue with a lot of teams. That light will come on on its own. They don't know why it comes on. Huh. Yeah. No, I think it's a shortage or... I wonder if it's something like our building does for teams. Yeah. They like the spirits like or approve of that team. I noticed that with our building, that if 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 the if the entities of the building likes the team that's there, it will do what we call clapping, and it'll it'll what it'll do is it, all the doors will open and shut, and open and shut, and slam shut, or it'll sound like they're slamming shut, 
mm-hmm. and they'll hear it. They'll hear it up on like third floor or second floor, but we won't hear anything down on first floor. Oh, no, that's cool. It'll sound like all the doors on one floor are just opening and slamming shut, opening and slamming shut, but we won't hear anything down on first floor, but they'll be hearing it up on third, you know, like it's down on second. Well, that's pretty cool. And it's only done that three or four times in a year. Oh, wow. So we, we kind of call it clapping for the, yeah, clapping. I wonder if it's something kind of like that, you know, where the where the spirits are approving of the groups that are, have just come through there, so they go up and turn on the light. Yeah, because there's no light switch up there to turn that light on, so <laughs> we couldn't figure out how to turn it off other than unscrew the light bulb out. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of a cool little thing. That is pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. When so you we get about 10 minutes no left on the show. But, on. Um, what's that, Matthew? I was just going to say, when you know that there's no human way to turn that light on because there's no switch, you know it's got to right. be interaction. Yeah. Now, in Monroe House, Matthew, there's a big old devil's toy box, like, literally built. <laughs> did you guys, did you guys go in the devil's toy box? Mandy and I slept in that. Oh my god! You, you guys sound like my type of type of people. <laughs> no, we didn't have any. Nothing happened while we were in there, but we were doing a school box session right outside of the box, and that's when we got the number of how spirits blender that matched spirits seven. So awesome! Yeah, that's a yeah, cool it, place to visit. It really that's is. It's definitely active. Now, what I think is weird about the place is there is there was a uh, outback that got tombstones, which I think is odd. I mean, why would you have tombstones unless there's a cemetery? So I thought maybe the family from that was actually buried there, possibly. But mm-hmm. asking Pam and the, I forget her husband's name, they make tombstones. They make tombstones. Yeah. There's nobody buried there. They just have fake tombstones outside, which I think is really odd. Like, why would you make fake tombstones for the yard? And he's just making the ambiance of it. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's what I was kind of like. Because when they were, because they they just did an episode, I guess, Pamela locked down or somebody, they found a body buried, and they think there's a body in the coffin underneath in the backyard. And so I thought, well, yeah. it's a cemetery there. And their response to me was, well, that's actually, those those are just fake uh, headstones. I'm like, what? <laughs> Who does that except for Halloween? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, there is a place right there, too, the old jail, the Blackford County Jail right there in, in uh, Hartford City, Indiana. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a neat place. It's spooky, but there we got no activity in that place. But that place is really creepy. It's got catacombs in the basement. Oh, that's it, cool. Oh, it's it's creepy. It's got the creep factor. Now, do they do paranormal investigation there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we did a paranormal investigation. It's cheap. It's like a hundred dollars. It's the same guy who runs that runs the um, uh, Randolph County. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember somebody was telling me about him. Yeah, I would like to go to the Randolph County. Um, yeah, we do. Asylum. Asylum. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard of the Randolph okay, County Jail. This isn't a jail, Matthew. This is actually like an asylum. Oh, is it? Yeah, this isn't a jail. But, you know, Matthew, when you come to Ohio, there's so many places you can go to, and you can call Mandy and Kim 
mean, Absolutely. they're very open to. Absolutely. Yeah, we 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 came up with different ways to do the bigger investigations that are, you know, a couple thousand dollars to do. So we can definitely find people to do stuff with. Yeah, and I, and I happen to know a couple of people that live there in Kentucky too. So right out, right outside of uh, Louisville. Cool. Good, good friend of mine who actually got me into podcasting. Actually, lives down there. Yeah, so you come down our way. We'll come up your way. We'll just have a good old time. That sounds amazing. I'm down. Yeah, she go to Edinburgh Manor. I will be honest. Edinburgh Manor is probably one of the most active places I've ever been. We've it's got up in Iowa. Edinburgh, Edinburgh Manor. We've got Malvern Manor in Malvern, Iowa. We've got the Axe. We've got the Axe Murder House. We've got Ferrar Schoolhouse. We've got uh, the Manila Schoolhouse. We've got the Klondike. We've got the list goes on, and they're all great locations wow. for 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 their own reasons. But Edinburgh Manor was just crazy. I mean, yeah, we were give me example what happened there. We the were in the, while you were there. That? Did you guys run into the Joker while you were there? I don't know, um, but we did run into – we were on the first floor in the one wing, and then our friends – well, the Kentucky Ghost Hunter, who's not here tonight on the call, was in the other wing, and him with his wife, and Dean said he's – he said his wife's sitting there, and she's like, well, they're on the second floor. She saw, like, lights on the second floor, and so they radioed us like, well, we're watching you guys, and we're like, you're, you're watching us. You're not watching us. We were, in a, we were in another wing, and the first floor they were – the opposite wing and there was there was a there was no way to look outside on that side and so she was seeing things in the second floor and she thought it was us and it wasn't us at all and that really freaked her out she's like well who the hell's in the second floor <laughs> <laughs> we're like uh, we're good, not us <laughs> you know? a good colleague friend of mine uh who runs uh, crossroads paranormal here in iowa uh he was out there one time and he caught a photographic picture and i'll have to have him send it to me to send to you guys it looks and I and I I'm not joking when I say this. It looks literally like a lizard lizard running on two legs. Oh, where did he catch it at? In the, at the in the back at the, at the back of Edinburgh Manor there, right? You know where you come out the fire door to go out to the to the to yeah. the pack house out back. Yep. Just right around that corner. Really? Yep, right out back there. Well, that's odd. It's the, the the only way to describe it looks like a little looks like a little gecko or a lizard running on its hind legs. That's just, so that's just creepy. I don't know if I like that or not. Yeah, I'm not. I don't think I'm a fan. <laughs> that's that's what we have here in Iowa. <laughs> uh, that's that's why you don't want those fourth generation binoculars. <laughs> you may see that running around. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to wrap the show up, though, and uh, thanks for being on. Uh, Kim and Mandy, you want to tell us how to get a hold of you guys? Yeah, we're on Facebook, uh, Revenant Quest. I think we have Twitter, Revenant Quest PS. Um, we have a website, www.revenantquest.com. And I think we have Instagram, but I'm asking what it is, so let know, <laughs> But we're very active on Facebook. And Matthew, you want to tell us how to reach you? And uh, appreciate you being my guest co-host tonight. Since Dean couldn't be oh, on here. Oh, no problem, man. 
<clears throat> it was an honor being. It was an honor filling in for you guys tonight. Uh, just you know, Des Moines Paranormal Activity Research uh, Team on Facebook, uh, Manila Schoolhouse, uh, and then Introspection. We are that's the name of our podcast that we run on here, in Iowa, um, on Skydoor Network. Come and check us out. We got some good stuff. Okay. That's all, all right, I guys. I appreciate your all's time tonight. Well, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Bobby. It was great. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. It was. Well, I'll talk. What's that, Matthew? I said it was lots of fun. Thank you for thank you for thank you for thinking of me. Yeah, no problem. Anytime. We'll do it again. Definitely. All right. Sounds good, guys. Thanks. Thanks, Kevin. All right. Have thank you. All right. See it. We love the Kentucky Ghost Hunter. Uh-huh.